Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Doctor and Autism series. Today I've joined with um, some some great people who, well, we'll, we'll be talking about Doctor and Autism um, today. So I'm going to go along the line and just ask everyone to introduce themselves again. They've all been on the show podcast before and yeah, it, um, at, at different times of course. They all, we all haven't done this before. So right, I'm going to start with says you introduce yourself. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> ladies first. Well, I'm the only lady here on the <laughs> yeah, Ah, pressure's on me. Hi, I'm Cez. I am a autistic content mm. creator and I also have epilepsy. I have a podcast called The Social Wave Project, which Mason has been on as well. And um, I have done a historical documentary on the Titanic and an upcoming series on the Britannic as well. So that technically makes me a historian, basically. And I'm a massive Doctor Who fan, especially with the companions. Yeah, yeah, it really relates into history as well. So you, you, you're doing well to Titanic and Doctor Who relates to history. So it, you're doing good, good stuff. Because um, I think I did a couple of videos for you on the Titanic, didn't I? Um, yeah, you did, yeah. Yeah, so um, is that all finished now, the Titanic? Yeah, that's completely finished now. So I'm doing on the Britannic and um, the First World War with the nurses as I'm making this now. I've only just started, to be fair. Okay, well, exciting stuff um and yeah so we'll, we'll, we'll go introduce everyone else's and then we can all just hip on and talk as we wish <laughs> um james over to my friend hi um hey my name is james i'm a autistic rapper kind of like content creator I, i've done a lot of things essentially just in the media space um you know from youtube videos to actually working on film sets tv sets and essentially now what i do is music and edit videos for people so there's not really much more to me. <laughs> I also yeah. love Doctor Who and I also watch a lot of just general um, Doctor Who stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, because um, you, you, um, you, you like your music quite a lot and you, I yeah. see, you're, see you're, you're releasing kind of different songs yeah. and stuff that you relate to. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm basic, very basic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Better than me though. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, if I, thanks, James. Um, come back to you in a sec. Um, well, Hoover and Brown, we'll call you Sean. Like we can call you Hoover and Brown if you want, but what would you prefer, Sean? I prefer Sean. Okay. So right. basically, I'm a was well, a small YouTuber on YouTube. They go by the name Hoover and Brown. I'm also a military brat. <clears throat> Lived in I think eight states and two countries: Italy and Germany. And uh, I've been a Doctor Who fan since. 2013. Okay. Wasn't that when Matt Smith was a doctor? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Okay. Good time to be a Doctor Who fan, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know that some people here well, are a big fan of Matt Smith. So, <laughs> um, well, that's fine with me. Yeah. 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 So it's great to have you back again, Sean. Um, you too. Because, um, we we don't have a conversation long ago, really. Um, <laughs> me and you, did we? But yeah, it's great to have you back. We'll go to the last person, Mark, um, to introduce yourself. Okay, uh, my name is Mark SW. I'm an autistic YouTuber. I'm also dyslexic. On my channel, I'm known for various videos, uh, autism, Jerry Anderson, sci-fi events, robot wars. And I do like Doctor Who. In fact, my original YouTube name used to be Dalek Sram. All right. 
That's a good fact for us because I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, I already knew I, from got, day one. <laughs> I got the idea from the cult of Scaro, the dialects with names. So I thought, go for a dialect, then something that would be different. That's not just Doctor Who to show I have an interest in other things. So SRAM, it's two things. It's Mars spelt backwards, but it's also the name of an alien monster from a series called Terror Hawks. All right. Yeah, Very so cool. uh, uh, really good. And you're, you're set in the Doctor universe at the moment, are you, Mark, with, with the lovely background and picture you got here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, also, um, I took the liberty of bringing this with me. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> If I knew you to have a first, I would have got mine. The funny thing you is... Know, thanks to Doctor Who, you can, I now have an excuse to wear a fez wherever I go. Yeah, yeah. I have a fez, but I put all my um, all my stuff in it. Uh, more, more, more like a uh, bin. <laughs> um, so I don't really wear I don't find it comfortable. I don't know. I'm probably kind of part of autism where I don't like the feel of it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, speaking of monsters, actually, um, should, should, should we go around and if, if anyone wants to say, who, do they have a favourite villain or, or monster in Doctor Who? Um, it can go, it doesn't go, we don't have to go in orders anymore. That was just for the start. Just I say, I say the silence. Silence was a great monster, in my opinion, in Doctor Who. Because like, if you just turn around, they're not there. And next they'll, they're there right in front of your face. You just easily forget. Are they yeah. freaky, though? Yeah. <laughs> and not as freaky yeah. is my favourite one. <laughs> okay. huh? All right. What's your well, well, it's the Weeping Angels. Oh, okay. <laughs> they yeah. terrified me as a kid. I mean, um, it was so interesting because my mum, who watched the original series, she was the one who introduced me to Doctor Who when the revival came out in 2005. But I, I, was, never afraid of, I was never afraid of the Daleks. I was never afraid of any of the other monsters, apart from the Weeping Angels. They used to scare the hell out of me constantly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't blink. <laughs> <laughs> don't blink. No, best do. Don't blink. They are fast. First of all, and I can't remember what David Tennant said. <laughs> sorry, David. <laughs> if you're watching, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that is it's very scary. Like, Blueprint Angels. Yeah. Until they ruined them moving forward. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> they, yeah. they should have just left them there. Just leave them in the past. We're done. Yeah. And brought them back quite a lot, I think, under Matt Smith, and then not much after that, really. Yeah, they've been in the new series, haven't they? Yeah, I yeah, they have. I haven't watched it, so I don't know. Try to forget. Little first few episodes of it, and then that was it, really. Uh, try to forget, Jodie's move forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is exciting times, though, seeing like David Tennant and Catherine Tate here and there. Yeah. They're, they're going to be back. Yeah. Well, that yeah. be quite exciting. <laughs> yeah, because I think David Tennant and Catherine Tate were really good together, like, mm. when they were on. Yeah, As what's you... your favourite one, yeah. Mason? Um, what, what, what my favourite... Monster. My favourite is... It's got to be the Vash and Narada. I really like the Vash and Narada. Um, and I, I liked it that, that they never brought them back. Um, 
because if 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 one of those villains that don't need to come back because they can't because you you know what their weaknesses and strengths are. But I really like them. But um, one of the most scariest ones villains um, is like the dolls that I felt with Matt Smith. Um, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, it's scary. They, they were pretty scary. Um, um, I can't think of a scary monster, one that would have scared me, but my favourite monster has always been Davros, creator of the Daleks, especially Terry Malloy's Davros. He was a brilliant actor, and I've had the honour of meeting him. He's just great, and I've even listened to his uh, performances in the Big Finish audios. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I like Davros because he's not there all the time. Like every yeah. so often. <laughs> oh, I know you told me that you loved Avros every single time, Mark, because I know you mentioned him to me a few times a few years back, really, and that's that was probably the icing on the cake for you when you told me that um, you uh, had a memorable experience with him, and you'll never forget it. Definitely remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, the, 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 there's some really good monsters, like it. it um, how about we when we move on to like doctors and then we can possibly move on to companions after that like d- d- does anyone have a favorite doctor um and that can go to anyone like um and it says yeah it's got to okay. be david tennant <laughs> i i think if you if anyone is in the panel who's not a big fan of david tennant you're out of the tardis <laughs> i think yes like, I, 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 Smith, he was always good as well, really. But David Tennant has to be my favourite one because I loved his charm and personality. And I think that was, he drew the audiences. I mean, David Tennant, he was so brilliant before he was on Doctor Who anyway. And he used to have like, because he worked in a lot of theatre and he did Shakespearean stuff as well. So that that's how he got like the different tones and all of that. And if you are, because I'm an actress, well, uh, used to be an actress myself, and I always found that through the theatre, well the theatre, you have to like do certain dialects and just try and draw the audiences in and a little bit and he does that so wonderfully it's just hard not to imagine what's done like that and then Matt Smith the same thing he wasn't like a proper actor but he originally wanted to be a footballer but he hurt his foot so he went into acting so he I would say he's he actually add on from David Tennant's stuff that I actually found him quite cute. <laughs> so these are my two <laughs> favourite doctors. <laughs> yeah, he got the chance to play football as well, Matt Smith. So he, he got a win win there, I suppose. <laughs> but, but he played with James Corden. Uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> what have we class at? Yeah, but they weren't my favourite episodes, the ones with James Corden. Those, you know, those are actually two of my favourite Matt Smith episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why, because I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't no. know why. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a bit um bizarre those kind of episodes though. Like mm. they they just bring James Corden in all, all of a sudden and then they call him Craig. He does look like a person called Craig though, so that's quite funny. Yeah. Sure. I yeah. think with me, um, for my favorite doctor, uh, for a new series, it's David Tennant. A classic series, it's between Tom Baker and Peter Davidson. But um, I remember um, the BBC did a series of Chronicles of Narnia, The Silver Chair, in which Tom Baker played a marshmallow called Puddle Glum. And there's a speech he does, which is very much like like he was playing the Doctor again. 
So Tom did a great job. Can you remember what speech it was, Mark? Um, well, I say it was in the silver chair. It was when he encountered uh, the green lady. About, uh, about, about, if you can imagine a world and you have the ability to make your world hollow. That's one bit of the line I remember. Okay. All right. Yeah. I've never seen the original series of Doctor Who, so I don't know. (laughs) Same with me. I've I've watched a few bits of it. I've I've watched a few scenes, but I haven't watched like an actual episode, like unless it's been on like random telly program that I've 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 all of a sudden watched. But um, yeah, like so we got David Turner. It's rolling the the kind of game here. (laughs) Um, What about you, James? Do Do you have a favorite? Either David or Matt, it's two. But this thing, because I don't have a specific favourite. I just, I, I like basically anything from Matt Smith, David Tennant and Peter Capaldi's. Those three, I'd say, are probably the best for me. I don't like Eccleston and I'm not a fan of Jodie. <laughs> so those three, yeah. Okay. Um, what about you, Sean? Uh, I kind of like the... I have a funny thing, James. Like, I was deciding what to wear, so basically, my t shirt is all three doctors. <laughs> so, I was like, just trying to take a selfie. The only, the only three that matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like, basically, I would say Mass Smith, David Tamp, Peter Capaldi, is like all three of them did a fantastic job. I feel sorry for Capaldi uh, uh, on his second season, and it goes well, but the third, final, third season with Peter Capaldi. Did pretty good. Matt Smith, very funny, enthusiastic, and an interesting David Tennant. He he's just something else, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah like Sean, you you read James's mind there because you got the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like I, I agree with what you're saying, Sean, about his first series because it was great. Because like uh, for me, getting into the, those three doctors, David Tennant straight away, Matt Smith straight away. It took time for Peter. Um, yeah. Because uh, a performance changed, didn't it? Like, within yeah. the series, he, like, he's done. I, d- I didn't like um, Peter's, like, short hair. No. I felt it was no. a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. I did like um, his last series. and It wasn't because it, it was his last series. It was just because he, it was very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you think about John Sim coming back? Like... As the master in with Peter Capaldi, I think that was pretty good. That was this amazing episode with Missy and John Sims as the masters. Like that, that blew my mind away. I was like, "No way, this is not happening." Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think. But like, do, do you remember at the end of that episode, the two master episodes, Peter Capaldi was starting to re- regenerate, um, and he was originally supposed to regenerate there. Um, and that th- they they wanted him to have a Christmas special, so they just made it made it go on longer for an extra episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, which what I kind of like about um, Jodie's because there's no Christmas episode. The, 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 look, because there is none. They stopped doing that <laughs> for for her series. It would be <laughs> New Year's, and I'd rather it finish early in the year rather than a special all the time. Yeah. Same. Because um, not everyone is a fan of festive series, for a festive season all the time. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, I must admit, though, um, I did like uh, the next Doctor for a Christmas episode. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. 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 Like the, the one with Steve Morrissey, I think his name is. Um, that was, um, he, he, he actually looked like he could have been a good Doctor in the future. Yeah, he could have been like maybe a steampunk doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it's not a nice story, and it, it was a shame to find out that he wasn't actually a doctor. But um, he was rumored to be. I think they were going to cast originally, but then obviously David did another series. Yeah. I yeah. think did he? Oh, you might. I don't know if it moves on to the next series. I think, you know, when David, it, it, like, I think there was plans for him to do another series, like, after series four. Um, yeah. And he would have gone into, like, like the Amy Pond era, like, um, like and stuff, which would have been interesting to see. It would have been interesting to see him with Amy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what I would like, like, other Doctors to be with different companions. Or, it, like, if they did that for the 60th, for example, have... Like Matt Smith with Betty Piper or something, or or Rose or Donna. So yeah, that that would yeah. be very interesting to see. Yeah. Um. Speaking of companions, do we have any favourites? Like, do people have any favourite companions? I can see your head shaking. Says. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I've got so many, but if I had to choose a top three, my third would be Donna. And then a second is a slash choice between um, Rose Senior. Now, we've got a new Rose in the series, really, that we've, we just found out. So I decided to call the first Rose Rose Senior and then the other Rose Rose Junior, just because it fits <laughs> so well. So Rose Senior, I think, slash with Martha is the hard one. But the only companion for me that has a very special place in my heart is Sarah Jane Smith. Yeah. I mean... I mean, she's she was absolutely brilliant. And I remember watching the Sarah Jane Adventures. And interesting facts, I though, I when I went to um, drama school at Chicken Chad Theatre, I was friends with the brother of the actress who played Maria in the Sarah Jane Adventures. Oh, cool. Right. It, it, was, it was wicked, though. But I know she actually did, like, another thing. But he... I think he had learning disabilities, I think, like myself, I think. But uh, I think we were good friends for a while. So that was that was really nice. And he, he used to uh, tell me about the Sarah Jane adventures all the time. And uh, I know that it, it was great listening to them. But it, yeah, it was really great. But I know that Sarah Jane, I my mom loved her as well but then when she came on to the first episode in the new series on i don't know what it's called but it was in the school cafeteria i uh, looked at her reunion. and i thought yeah school reunion, oh, what was that? School, yeah, reunion. School, oh, school reunion yeah that's the one um like, i just thought hey i like you <laughs> and uh, <laughs> i got really got into her in the sarah jane ventures but when elizabeth sladen died i cried so much i really did cry yeah, it, it was upsetting and like they, they, they did all that um I think like I think with Rani and that and saying and Mr. Smith saying goodbye, didn't they? And stuff. Yeah, so, yeah they did a whole thing for her. Yeah. But it's it's annoying because it's not on BBC iPlayer. Uh, is it? No. No, it's yeah. on uh, YouTube actually now because when yeah. I looked on YouTube a few years ago, they did have that on mm. there. Yeah, I, 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 I still... you can't find Sarah Jane things on on uh, BBC iPlayer. Yeah. 
It's really weird. Talking of uh, Sarah Jane Smith, originally there was going to be uh, her own spin-off series. Originally it was called K9 and Company. And uh, the first episode, Pilot Still Exists, about how uh, the Doctor sent K9 to Sarah Jane Smith. Hmm. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I knew about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I love K9. Oh, he's awesome. <laughs> good dog. Good boy. <laughs> Bring K- need to bring K9 back. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like, like, they, they they could bring K9 back within um, just old companions, like because then they could yeah. have him like um, like just companions who who was with the Doctor at the time as well. Um, but but yeah, um, says I think the first line David Tennant said in school reunion was um, "Hello, Sarah Jane," wasn't it? It well. So. I know to her it was hello Sarah Jane and then I remember said good for you good for you Sarah Jane Smith and I thought wait did he know her from before <laughs> and that's one my mum had to explain to me she was a companion in the old series and like what <laughs> <laughs> but um, but she was really lovely Elizabeth Sladen and I think she was one of the main reasons that if I was to be like a famous actress I would love to be a companion but I'm too old for it now. <laughs> well, I don't remember too old, but yeah. <laughs> with me, um, for my favorite companions, uh, my favorite male companion is Mickey Smith. Yeah, he was brilliant, especially how he develops from people from, from say zero to hero. Yeah, that's great. And I cried when he left. And uh, my favorite female companion is uh, a girl called Nissa. She traveled with the fourth and fifth Doctor. She was also bright, very smart. And, uh, but in fact, my whole family are big fans of a second Doctor companion called Jamie, who came from uh, 18th century Scotland. And because of this, uh, I've got an aunt and uncle who are big Doctor Who fans. They named their son Jamie after <laughs> Jamie McCrimmon. Oh. Nice. I think they should definitely bring more companions from the older eras of the world, you know, like the 1800s and stuff, because so far, yeah. all the companions have just been from the 2010s plus. Yeah, because um, when I first saw Martha Jones, uh, when I saw like all the adverts, I thought, uh, oh, Hospital on Moon, does this mean Martha Jones is from the future, if she's mm. from some sort of moon base? But then when they just found out the moon's just, you, you just transferred the hospital to the moon. Yeah. It's a bit of a disappointment, really. Yeah. Because it, is, it starts to get a bit too predictable with the new series, nearly all companions coming from present day Earth. Mm. I mean, with the exception of Captain Jack from the 51st century, and same with River Song, but there aren't that many companions from the past. Yeah. Yeah. Is River really a companion, though? Uh, That's a good question, actually. Would you really class uh, even Jack? Obviously, I don't know if Jack was in the oldest or anything classic or whatever. Jack was in the Ninth Doctor era, so he didn't travel with the Doctor, so he would technically count as a companion. But yeah, he, he came yeah. back, actually, Captain Jack and uh, Jody. I mean, that was yeah. like, oh, I, I was so glad when he came back, though. But I thought Same. his lines were a little bit, like, meh. But again, that's the script writing. Yeah, the writing's the writer, It's not his fault, yeah. really. Yeah. John Harmon yeah. does yeah. such a good job playing Captain yeah. Jack. Um, yeah. Within, um, like, the, like the Captain Jack, he did half a series with the Ninth Doctor. Um, and you think he was in a lot with David Tennant, but he wasn't. He was in. Um, yeah, it, wasn't he? It was, he was in Stone on Earth Journey's End, and he was in the Master Storyline, the, the three episodes of the Master. So he's in a couple. 
Um, and if you count the face of Bo, you could probably count that because he's technically the face of Bo too. But um, the thing coming back with Jody is um, it wasn't like it, it was good how they kept it a secret. I loved it. They kept um, Jack a, a secret and then they announced him. Um, but it, it was yeah. it's very copying from past lines. So for for, for example, when um, like the doc when Captain Jack was rescuing the thirteenth Doctor from the prison. Um, that he was saying lines that the tenth doctor um said back when he was doctor. So, um, it, I think the more to bring Captain Jack was just to get people to watch the show more because the ratings really dropped within mm. Jodie's era. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but, the ratings but, really suffered. Yeah. They <laughs> have, um, and, yeah. I agree with you saying, Mark. We need more, not present day. Companions, um, like more from both past and future. Because I must admit, after the first uh, two episodes of series nine of New Who, I finally gave up and stopped watching yeah, New Who, and then decided to sort of stick with the classic series. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. we need like like it, it'd be nice or not it, even not humans, aliens, but being alien companions on board. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like... Yeah, so I think he, he had another companion, a robot called Chameleon. Yeah, Chameleon. I, I remember. Hmm. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I don't know. That. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I know it's the robot. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I remember either. <laughs> um, right, I've got a question for you guys. Like, do you think the doctor shows autistic traits? Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and what? Why do you think that? <clears throat> I think with uh, Matt Smith, he kind of shows Tracy's all over the place and disorganized, but he was still able to function like a normal person, even though he has those traits. He's like he carry on conversation with one person and then goes on to conversation with another person. And then still come back to the other conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You can't sit still. <laughs> True. Also got to be on the move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, it's Most doctors do show it, I think, um, um, in, in their own little ways. I don't think Jodie does, personally. <laughs> mm. I just yeah, think. I agree. I just yeah. don't think Jodie. I've seen um, a few clips of Jodie. She's sort of like a. A combination of ten and eleven doctor, so it's not really her own doctor. No, no. no. Yeah, she and like do, 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 uh, as well, like with um the doctor not asking for help and and like um keep keeping a lot to the doctor keeping a lot to um themselves. Mm. Definitely, I definitely yeah. agree with you, Mason, about that. Yeah, yeah, because um. Yeah, it is something that um, someone told me recently during this actually Doctor and Autism series actually because I didn't, I, it wasn't the focus of, of me thinking about that. But but when you actually think about it, Doctor is autistic. But, um, Unless it's Jodie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I always think that the goodest example of uh, the Doctor showing autistic traits, um, 
I'm trying to think. William Hart uh, Hartnell is that his name? The first Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't really think he shows autistic traits because he's like at serious. But Patrick Warbird, yes. Um, and then a few other of the Doctors as well. And um, Tom Baker, absolutely. But when you get to the new classic era, um, Christopher Eccleston um, does it like a little bit up and down. Yeah. Tannen and Matt Smith 100% because they yeah. they really really show it and then Peter and Jodie for me not really that much but I feel that Jodie even though I only watched a few episodes because I stopped watching after um, the Rosa Parks episode because I got into a little bit of the James the First and the Witches episode but I'm like nah that didn't really sound right but when I watched Jodie's few episodes I think she was masking her stuff really and picking up for girls who mask a lot. I just tend to think, okay, that's, that's, I don't know how to put it, but it's kind of like obvious really when you think about it, especially since the doctor, uh, she's the first female um, generated from a man's body and it just like almost makes sense, but it's very, very stereotypical in the way that that's what I think anyway. Yeah, I think Peter's more of a serious doctor as well as Eccleston. Yeah, I'd say those two are more, yeah. they, they show more of an adult kind of style of life. Whereas the other doctors are more like <coughs> kids and children where they run around and do crazy stuff. And yeah. I think the sixth doctor, Colin Baker, would have had some autism because the way he was dressed, it was very colourful and many autistic people use like rainbow as, a, as the colour to describe autistic people, and uh, sometimes he does shout, like um, when he argues with his companion Perry, he would repeat words like, unstable, unstable, unstable! Yeah! <laughs> people tend to shout a lot, so yeah. So I guess there's uh, a lot in the sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with what you're saying there, Mark. His colours are very rainbowy, like um, Con Baker's clothes. Um, um, but like actually speaking of clothes, I, I had a conversation not long ago about this. But because the doctor normally wears the same clothes, do you think that represents a little bit of autism? Like wearing the same patterns quite a lot of the time and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like with me, my favorite color is green, and um, right now I've got a bit of a greeny t shirt. So whenever I go shopping, I always look out for anything that's uh, green. Hmm. Okay, I'm just wearing all blue. <laughs> oh, blue. Oh, blue, look. Nails blue. Nice. <laughs> blue. That's blue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't got blue. any favourite colours that I wear, but I do have, and forgive me for no, not folks. any blue, Jody, but Jodie, um, uh, Jodie Pop. But um, as I think I wanted to show this as an example, that the camera's not like moving, but showing this as an example um, with like dungarees, a sort of like dungaree t-shirt and that sort of thing. And she, uh, why is her face blurred? But anyway, but she's got like a little bit of, a little bit of colour. So she, it's kind of like, it's based on the Doctor's personality because I always tend to think, but this is in a theatrical point of view, the Doctor's costumes are always based on the personalities. And that really, really shows. And this is why the link to the Doctor and autism is very, very obvious. It's just because of the colours, how they're represented and matches with the personality. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. She does have kind of a rainbowy colour, Jodie, doesn't she? Yeah. 
like within her clothes. Um, yeah. She which, has a rainbow on the dungarees, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah she does. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. Does. yeah. Yeah. But like a little bit, if yeah. I can get it up for a little strip. <laughs> just a yeah. little strip. Just yeah. Like, yeah. 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 In the middle there. So you can kind of represent her clothing to autism, but not her personality. Like, not like herself. Like, I yeah. think the rainbow, though, I think the rainbow's there specifically to show that the doctor's gay. Maybe the rainbows are used for LGBT as well as autism. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, that's yeah. what I, th- I think. Yeah. The rainbow's there for the costume designers to kind of hint towards that. Yeah, probably yeah, so. That's it. But I always wonder if, like, the Jodie's doctor is non-binary or like just a lesbian. It again. will never get really answered. Know. It will never be answered. <laughs> it will <laughs> never know. Yeah, because when the doctor, let's say, grows an attachment into a companion um look, the thing is that the doctor cannot say the way they feel because um unless they took the monster part out of doctor who yeah of course they can but <laughs> but, they, they, <laughs> but it, it's different um like like it like within the latest series it's very rushed with, with certain things um and and yeah like like i don't have any well, any problem about Doctor for falling in love, but um, that's not what the show's about. It, it, it's, it's kind of about fighting monsters, isn't it? Go, going on these yeah. missions, not about falling in love. Um, and this but, is like maybe yeah, a one-off um, episode. Yeah, that was sort of the one thing that sort of bothered me with the um, new series. It, it's only a predictor, like all the new, new Doctors kept kissing someone. But, uh, the classic Doctors never did yeah. that, except the eighth Doctor. And that was it. But it's a bit with the new companions, obviously, the doctor falling in love, right? It causes a very big storyline problem because it's never going to get answered with like the doctor. Let's say the doctor got with Yaz. The minute that the new doctor comes along, that storyline's over. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's pointless them trying to go down that route of giving the doctor a love interest. Well, yeah, I wouldn't longer. mind her being kissed by the doctor if I was the companion. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Who would want to kiss an alien? What a two thousand, three thousand year old. Alien. Yeah. I would, yeah. especially if yeah. he's cute. Yeah, I suppose that's a Before he did um, Doctor Who, wasn't David Tennant uh, played Casablanca, Casanova? Yeah, I think yeah, so, yeah, he was. I mean, that and was the be, favorite... I think yeah, he's supposed to be like a love interest. So no wonder lots of people kept kissing him. well that's true because they always have a love interest but i always have a feeling that deep down even though the doctor keeps regenerating his or her love interest is always going to be rose tyler 100 percent that the only true love right there no questions asked even if you can compare between the flirts and the relationships of falling in love the doctor in any shape or form is always going to love rose without a question well Mm -hmm. rose senior (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like even when Captain Jack came back, like mentioned Rose to the come up to the present day companions, and I was like, oh, uh, that's a bit of a surprise. And then the the Doctor didn't reply, and and like kind of ignored that a little bit. But um, but yeah, like you're right. There, there's always going to be one. Um, but um, yeah. And then River Song is married to the Doctor. So yeah. I, um, so. 
Which... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if this marriage was based on, like, um, him rescuing her from her being in danger rather than just actual love, really. Not not just, like, a pawn in the game or using someone, but it's just, like, a marriage as a way to have freedom, really. That's what I would think, really, in, in the personal perspective. Yes. Yeah, his whole marriage did lead up to him saving her, didn't he? Yeah. And yeah. also, don't forget, he married Queen Elizabeth I as well, but then that didn't really work out, and she ended up being the Virgin Queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, I, I guess that the, he, he had a, like, the, the Get on the Fireplace episode with Madame de Pompadour had a really good connection, the Doctor had a really good connection with her. Oh, I love that episode. <laughs> yeah, I love that episode. That would have been a good opportunity if there was... um. Uh, someone like Madame de Pompadour, but not exactly her, then that would have been a good companion to have with the Doctor. You know, a, a, yeah. someone from the past, a good example yeah. would have been there. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. you wouldn't be able yeah. to travel with the real Madame de Pompadour, but at least someone like her would have been good enough. Yeah, that that, that yeah. is one of my favourite episodes. That episode. Cause, yeah. Yeah, because, like, like, I think music has a massive part to play. Like within Doctor Who and autism too, because it like it's really it makes you like in the moment, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the Doctor, and I just smoked Madame de Pompadour. I had to go there. I'm sorry. That was good. I like the line that even monsters under the bed have nightmares. Don't you, monster? What does that nightmare about? Me. Yeah. That, that that's all pretty cool. That like um I like and I, I did I did like the scene in that episode. You know when um like when the doctor like um he said when when did you just start calling me doctor and had, had they're in each other's memories like Madame de Pompadour the doctor. I think that that, that was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um yeah, those kind of episodes are are really good. Like the history ones are the best. Yes, yeah. yes, they are. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely yeah, the new series. Series two is my favourite. Yeah. Series two is really good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I think series four, series two, three, four, and five, I know who are kind of the best ones that I think. Um, like, like series four got 20 episodes, but um, and David, David Tang got the most. Episodes within New Who, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though I loved all of them, and I really loved the Queen Elizabeth the first with the Doctor <clears throat> and the fiftieth anniversary with the uh, like the collaboration between history and space and time. Because in yeah. each of the episodes, you would have a few gaps, but then in the fiftieth anniversary, you have it all combined together, which is marvelous. Yeah. But personally, the best historical adaptation I've ever seen, and this was before I a step away from the new Doctor Who after Jodie, the Rosa Parks episode was so oh, powerful, yeah. really yes. powerful. One of the most powerful historical episodes I've seen on Doctor Who because it actually it focuses on racism and all of that as well, which is absolutely good. insane, but it it worked. It actually worked before it just went downhill again. <laughs> yeah, that was a good episode. Like, There's not much out of Jodie I remember, to be honest, but... <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, yeah. That that one was really good because they went on the bus, didn't they? And they actually did it from like history, and like it was yeah. really nicely done. And like the guy said, you you can't sit in 
it's like all the white people had to sit in the certain rows of chairs and the black yeah. people couldn't which and then and then Rose Park at the end and within the episode said yeah I'm a, I'm going to sit here I don't care I don't care if I'm going to get fined I don't care if I'm going to get in trouble I'm just going to do it mm-hmm. so that's a very powerful episode so. yeah because yeah. I think when originally Doctor Who started I think the uh, team wanted to also be a little bit educational as well not just fighting monsters so with the first Doctor there's an episode um, unfortunately it's one of the lost ones uh, what about um, Marco Polo uh, not the um, hitting the sick one. No, it's uh, about someone called Marco Polo. And um, there's no monsters in it. So um, I think that's what they wanted to do when they first started Doctor Who. It's not just about adventure. It's not just about fighting monsters. They want to try and get some education in to help me with history. Mm. Agreed. That's the whole BBC's motto, isn't it? Educate and entertain. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, I... I can't like uh, see in my mind, especially with the new Doctor. Um, every time I think of a historical episode, I wish now that if writers were given a chance to write something that's historic, the first thing that comes into my mind that I personally love the Tudors is if they, uh, the Doctor or a companion goes back in time, I would love to see either they've gone back in time to either the French Revolution or the execution of Anne Boleyn. I mean, those were like, I, I would see like how they w- would work in a certain way, really, especially with Anne Boleyn. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that would be actually pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it would be interesting to see to see an episode to do with COVID, like in the future. Uh, no, don't do Like a thousand years, start to be close, but just long time in the future. So, so see what the human the Earth's like. I think they um, <laughs> did one featuring the Mari Stelles, that uh, ship that just disappeared. Yeah, I Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, was that the... It wasn't the Matt Smith one, was it? I can't remember if it was a classic. Or if it might have been classic. One. I don't know if it was in new or classic. I think I've, I remember... Something. I have a feeling it was classic. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Find out eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it comes to your mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do like somehow there are some like Doctor Who episodes that sort of um, link in to certain points in history. Like um, there's that one in set in Pompeii, and I think there was a Fifth Doctor episode about how the Great Fire in London started. So yeah. things like that. Was there one in about the Fifth Doctor? The Great Fire um, of London. Oh, okay. Oh. Because as I mentioned Pompeii, that's the one with yeah. David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Yeah, that, that was a very powerful episode. Mm, the one with Capaldi and... Oh, sorry, go on, James. Oh, hey, fun. <laughs> no, I was just saying that was um, when Capita Capaldi started yeah. before he, he became the actual Doctor, which I did find it a bit weird, but I think and there's Amy. a theory going on that it was a real yeah, time the guy well. who died. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Did you guys know um, that Martha Jones' character um, was played by De- well, the, the actor played in the, the Cybermen storyline before actually? Oh yeah, I knew it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, she was in that one. It's also there's also another one where um, there's a Fifth Doctor episode where Colin Baker's in it, but he's playing a uh, Time Lord security guard. So before he became the Doctor, he was uh, a normal Gallifreyan. 
<laughs> I think they just recruit on the scene, you know, they, the BBC. Yeah. They just recruit whoever they want halfway through filming. It seems yeah. that way, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, but it, 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 it is, like, I, I would like to see it more in space, actually, like Doctor Who, because it's more like land at the moment. Yeah. Like land-based. Um, yeah. What was that? Did you say in the sea? No, no. Oh. On, on, <laughs> on land, on land. Did it like uh, yeah, on, yeah. A, on a no. <laughs> yeah. To those of you who stopped watching, are, are you thinking about going back to within like with Russell coming back and like um new doctor Chewy Gatwood, his name is Charlie. Yeah, sweetie. Sweetie, whatever the hell you call him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hello, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'll probably give it a shot. And if it's still too Marvelized, because I know that they're trying to make Doctor Who more like Marvel and more cinematic. If it's still too cinematic going back with Russell, I probably won't watch it again. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because I think um, with the new design of the Cyberman, they tried to make it look like, like Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was uh yeah. yeah, but all their camera movements, it, it it used to be raw, like the whole the whole Doctor Who used to be more like shot raw type. Like you know, yeah. like it didn't look it didn't look like it was on a thousand pound rigs and that you know, million pound rigs. Now it looks so cinematic and so like movie like. Yeah. It's just not it, it's hard to watch now. Yeah. Yeah. Mixed with the bad writing. I think it's not just like um, it's not just the way it's filmed. It's also um, some of the storylines. Like they're not asking certain questions, yeah. and uh, they're not filling in the gaps, and it gets more confusing. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, it does. And like, well, they try to add too much. They try to they try to make too much of a storyline, and they haven't got time to finish yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Like with Matt and like with David, I mean, um, oh gosh, who was the writer at the beginning that the like Doctor Who? Steve, uh, not Stephen Moffat, but um, oh, yeah, who was... it probably was Moffat. Um, it was Russell T Davis, and then it was Moffat, wasn't it? Or yeah, 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 because I know, um, Stephen, <laughs> he wrote The Adventures of Tintin when it came out, and both of them. Uh, were such brilliant writers, good storytelling, good narrative. But then uh, when they changed writers, especially when Jodie's era, because they had the writers from North Church, uh, because um, Jodie and David had worked on the show before, it kind of felt like more North Church rather than actual Doctor Who. So it was kind yeah. of like, yeah, it's a repetitive to what it was before, and it just makes it a bit dull. I mean, the first time that Jodie comes on the, the first few series, it's really, really good, and then it just becomes like taking over like North Church rather than Doctor Who, which was a bit, yeah, I wouldn't say dumb, but just a bit meh, yeah, yeah, it, it hasn't really worked. I, I, I'm sad for her because she's a good actress and, and everything, it's just what she's been given, um, yeah, true. Because like it, the first time I discovered um Jenny, wasn't she in uh, a film about St. Tridians? Um, no. I'm not sure, but how I come across of her, like before she was announced, I, I watched her in a series called Trust Me. Um it mm. was it was like 
it's not about trust funny enough (laughs) 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 um um yeah i thought she was all right in that and i watched a little bit of broad church i only watched a series of broad church um, oh, I called it North Church instead no. of Broad Church. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> no, I, I was about Jody. to correct it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't know about her until she took over Doctor Who. So, yeah, yeah. Do you, know. you mostly Great. don't. Huh? It, 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 you mostly do like hit like you don't really hear of a Doctor until they've been on Doctor Who. No, well, obviously everyone knew Sweetie because he's moved. He's from Sex Education, mm. but. Other than that, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know any of the new people they're bringing in. Yeah, no. same. No. I mean, I knew the new Doctor who was going to be in because, of course, sex education. But then, um, the like the person who's playing Rose Junior, I've never heard of her before. But I'm actually mm. quite curious to see what she's going to bring to the table. If you, uh, I know you've seen a show called Heartstopper on Netflix. Okay. Like she's yeah. in that, um. And is yeah, she a good actor? Yeah, she, she she is like she's a transgender actor. It, yeah, I know it, that. Um, it, it, it's quite cool that they're bringing that into Doctor Who because um, they, they might not reference it though. No, I, I, I think they are because um, the actor did actually he did a speech for like Pride Weekend and um, like she, she they they said that um that that the character in Doctor Who is going to be referenced to. Being trans, yeah. like, like, yeah. like the Rose character, so yeah, it, it's all pretty good that Doctor Who are doing that, yeah. But the question about it is, is it going to be like to Netflix really when it's the worry about like the Doctor Who after the new Doctor comes on after the 60th anniversary episode? The question is, even if Russell T. Davis wasn't on to being a writer, would it be to Netflix for each season? That's the big question. Um, yeah, they did. They, they they was on Netflix, weren't they? And then they transferred to BBC iPlayer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I liked it on Netflix. I use Netflix more than um. No, I think what it says means is how it's filmed, right? Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah. yeah, how it's yeah. going to be filmed in the new series when the new Doctor uh, comes on. Yeah. Too size. <clears throat> Too cinematic. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um. Well, they, well, realistically, I've said this to you before, Mason. I think that they really. If they mess this series up, it might be the end of mm. new Doctor Who. Because <laughs> the ratings have suffered so bad that I think if it, if they mess this series up, they're going to lose a lot of fans. Yeah. So that's like what they did in the 80s, really, wasn't it, with the old Doctor Who? Mm. Yeah. They had to end it in the end because it just <laughs> no one was watching anymore. Yes. One last shot. If not, they've got at least another two or so, and then I think the BBC might pull the funding because they've lost their funding anyway, haven't they? Yeah. They didn't, yeah. The BBC, they, they were cut funding massively. Yeah. So, and, and the pandemic didn't help either, really. Uh, yeah. uh, I think they're throwing it's everything. Trying to, um, it's trying to leave it to the fans now. It's uh, it's the fans that have uh, created some like their own Doctor Who episodes, and yep. some of them are actually even better than TV series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've I, I, I watched fan films and they're brilliant and like it, 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 it's pretty good and like what I feel like is going to happen because um, because the 60s is only around the corner, it's, it's next year, isn't it? Um, I yeah. feel like, 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 like bringing David Tennant back is not only because he wants to do it himself and his fan, 
it's because the show needs people to watch it and if yeah, you they, they, yeah. <laughs> they need everyone to they they want they need all of us to sit back and watch it again yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. also david doesn't want to go doesn't he like, yeah. yeah he does want to go yeah he wants to go now Wait, I, I actually know how saw... much he's being paid. I want to know how much he's being paid for this. <laughs> the only thing I want is Matt Smith because basically Matt Smith's uh, interview is like, if you had the choice between uh, Morbius or Terminator, which one would you choose? He said, that basically said, I want to go back to Doctor Who. <laughs> Morbius is like... Yeah. They is... did him dirty in Morbius. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, if I'm bored, I'm going to watch that movie, but I always saw the scene with them dancing and it's like, it's no, bad. It's no. so bad. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's probably worse than Jody's series, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be, um, yeah, I think more people will get announced, but not yet because they've announced quite a lot already. Like, yeah. prior they, to, yeah. With this, they need to, I think they want everyone to at least give the new Doctor a chance. So they're bringing David Tennant back, putting them both in the same episode and going, give him a chance and then move <laughs> on. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it would be being much on like the new doctor because he's it. Like, I don't think no no doctor's straight on gone onto like an anniversary episode. It's quite a lot of pressure on that on it on on itself being a doctor. No doctors come off the back end of Jodie's terrible run, so <laughs> you've got to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, I have to admit though, um, I wasn't too keen on the war doctor because. I was among those fans who we all assumed that the eighth Doctor fought in the Time War, but because in a way the BBC doesn't have a sense of nostalgia, rather than remember the classic series, they decide, no, let's just bring in a new Doctor, because um, it just sort of ruined all our theories, all our theories went down the toilet by the time they brought in uh, the War Doctor. Yeah. yeah. And no offence to John Hurt, because he was a great actor, I just thought um, it would have been better just to stick with the eighth doctor. Yeah, uh, I get that. Um, yeah, because um, it it was like you know that cliffhanger, what like on that episode, and then like Matt Smith was holding Clara, and then he saw this random doctor or person, yeah. and then they said introducing John Hurt as the War Doctor, and I didn't understand who that was, um, because it was it was very confusing until. Maybe the fiftieth might explain who the War Doctor is and stuff, but it was very confusing. Yeah, I mean, mm. when when it is confusing now, you're just trying to think if you include the War Doctor, it, you're thinking about the fifteenth Doctor, but if you exclude him, it's the fourteenth Doctor. Yeah, Jodie Tennant, the fifteenth Doctor. Yeah, it, it, it all these regenerations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. you got David Tennant re regenerated again. See, the Peter Capaldi glimpse he did. Yeah, um, and, uh, in um, Stolen Earth and Jenny's End. I never liked that two-parter. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I, I'd say the trailer, though, for, for in, I think, um, for Stolen Earth, was actually pretty good seeing all the companions. Um, yeah. Because I, I thought uh, with, with Stolen Earth, the trouble was, um, we like the new series, that all the, the first four, the last episodes have been on Earth. So with series four, I was like, Really, Earth again? How about a different planet for once? And um, of course, they brought companions back, but um, they're all new. But um, uh, no offense to Sarah Jane Smith because she she is good, but um, 
she wasn't really a fighter because in the cliffhanger she is in her car about to be shoot, shot by two Daleks. She could have just run them over, but she didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe it would have been better if it was something like a, a good man who goes to war, get a variety of different people to help the doctor. And how about instead of the earth gets stolen, how about some another planet gets stolen? And then maybe it could explain how his uh, Victorian team got together because there's no story that explains how his Victorian team got together. You know, Jenny, mm. Strax, and Madame Vastral. There's no story True. that explains how they were formed. Yeah. Yeah, it's really strange because we last saw them, I think it wasn't it Peter Capaldi's first episode? Yeah, as a yeah. And, then, and, then, and then they vanished <laughs> uh, after that. Yeah. Oh, wait, was, was that the last time? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was 2015 or 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, his companions like that, like Jenny, like, and you know that episode, I think it was, um, that, like, the, the episode was like the doctor was locked in the t- chamber and it was all red and J- Jenny uh, was there. Red, I think it was called. Yeah. Oh that, yeah. That yeah. one. That episode was really good um, until um, Clara and the doctor was reunited because I, I liked seeing Jenny and the doctor on their own, like like the eleventh doctor, and mm. like yeah. it, it was it was nice seeing them together. Then yeah, she kind of backtracked Jenny until Clara come back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah 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 um like that there's one episode like it's very co- controversial like it, the hybrid episode with peter capaldi where he's going he, he is all it's the episode after clara gets killed by the raven um, yeah. And, oh yeah. yeah yeah and he's in he's in that dial place and he's getting chased and he's, he dies, or he's going around in a circle, isn't he? And he dies constantly. Oh, yeah. He, he dies yeah. constantly. Yeah. I, I, I was quite bored about that because I... Yeah. I, like, I've only watched it once. <laughs> I've only watched the episode yeah. once, and I've never... Yeah. I, every time I watch back, I yeah. skip it. Yeah, yeah, like... like uh, Everyone has their opinions, and, and people say to me, oh, that, that's my favourite Doctor Who episode. And I say, okay. And then, in my mind, so, like, being autistic, that's boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In my opinion, the worst uh, Capaldi episode was Kill the Moon. But the idea of the moon being an egg. Really? That's an episode which um it's an episode that sort of damages the original timeline in the classic series because Cybermen have always used the moon, the dark side as their sort of base of operations. And now, if it, with the moon being an egg, that just damages the timeline. That's never been referenced yeah. once in New Who, ever. Mm. That the Cybermen have used the moon as their base of operation. <laughs> it, it's mentioned a lot in the classic series. It's not mentioned oh. once. In no. The- <laughs> <laughs> when you think of the moon as the egg, really, it sounds like you're trying to crack into, uh, to make it an omelette. Yeah, no, it's a really crap. It's a really, really, really crap episode. <laughs> Cybermen's always on Earth, though. Like... Again, <laughs> like we don't really, I didn't know who they're always based around Earth and, and Earth stuff, but um, yeah, that, that episode was not great. The, the egg one, like moon hatching into an egg, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a good episode, yeah. I like, like, I, I would like, like, within the new doctor, 
the doctor to be on his own for a little while without a companion. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because um, when you think about it, because the companions, um, most of them are females, really. And it, it just yeah. would be nice just to see the doctor just going on the solo trip and maybe like towards the end of a series or something, he finds a new companion and then just introduces her, going into more of his or her depth during the Christmas episode. That's mm. what I think anyway. Yeah. 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 Well, they, yeah. well, they tried to do that, didn't they, with uh, the Titanic episode? Yeah, they did and actually. They, they, oh. they tried to have him without a companion and then they... they the next episode after that, you got a new companion, which was Donna. Yeah, I mean, so, oh, that Titanic episode, though. Oh, damn, I could go into so much more of it, really, in a good and bad way, really. Especially since <laughs> I interviewed some of the descendants as well of um, Titanic survivors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah, that Titanic episode was was really good. Um like, I, I like the speech about um, what David Tennant did in that episode. The um, one in the corridor? Yeah, the one in the corridor, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, was that the one that goes, um, I've always wanted to say this, but Alan Z, Alonzo, was yeah. that the one? No, 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 no. no uh, he, he does say Alan Z at the end of it, but it's the, the one where he goes, I'm from Gallifrey. Yeah. And, the, um, that one. Oh, yeah. The Constellation Cerberus. Uh, I'm not yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he did that in the 50th anniversary episode in front of a rabbit. <laughs> Yeah, that was actually <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, with the Titanic episode as well, and I know it had like lots of controversy about it, especially with um, Milvina Dean, who was the last living survivor, because she was only like three months old at the time of the disaster, and she watched it and she thought that episode was really disrespectful towards Titanic survivors and their families. Oh, we just lost wow. Mark. That's wow. just, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, we've lost Mark. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, we've had a glitch in uh, the TARDIS, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> in the UK, he died. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be back in a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe we didn't one. Um, but, but yeah, like... like so, why, why did your friend or, or that person find it d d disrespectful, says... Well, Melvina Dean, because, um, oh, yeah, Mark's back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that internet problems. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> no problem. Well, uh, anyway, Melvina Dean, um, she and like other survivors, the Titanic, anything to do with the Titanic, they always get controversial about really, because it, um, they, how do I put this? It's it's not just Doctor Who. They were like like other like things like A Night to Remember, James Cameron's Titanic movie. Most of them get really critical about it, especially with how it was dealt with, really. And I remember um I interviewed one of the um uh, descendants of survivors whose mother was Edith Brown Hazeman. Fascinating story that lady had. But um he actually said to me in the interview that um for um in James Cameron's movie in Titanic where they went into their like old Rose and her granddaughter went into the helicopter before landing on the Keldish that was based on uh, her mother's uh, well his mother's actual experience with one of his sisters who was on there 
there and he said he found that one a little bit okay but meh but he said that the one where Murdoch got shot in the head like he committed suicide um during the sinking uh he said it, that was really a little bit of disrespectful because uh, that was uh, that that wasn't really portrayed right and it and it did go to court as well um hmm. because it, it was just got so bad and in the end he uh, james cameron had to pay compensation towards uh, murdoch's family but um in a way milvina dean i think I don't know. I think like descendants and survivors can be very critical on how the Titanic's portrayed in terms of like historically and how accurate it is towards the family if there's anything that's uh, that can hurt people really. And I think that's what Doctor Who did to Milvina Dean in the Titanic episode. She said it was really mm. hurtful and the way that the writers did it was so disrespectful and it hurted towards Titanic survivors and their descendants as well, but most, uh, mostly Titanic survivors. Because I think at the time only only three of them lived now or no actually um 2007 um, only Mil uh, milvina dean survived and she died um two years later after that episode was aired um, yeah because like i kind of stuff why that kind of can be like like i heard people finish that episode because it, it almost like the the, the the titanic is sinking isn't it because in the episode it sinks not it sinks down to earth well, doesn't yeah. it yeah 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 um, and, it, and then it hits the Queen um, in that episode. But that's what Milvina Dean, mm. she actually got a little bit cross about. That was the like the nail in the coffin for her because mm. she thought, oh, okay. But then when she saw that, like the actual Titanic ship went straight down towards Buckingham Palace before it lifted itself up again by the Doctor, she thought for her, that's the nail in the coffin. That's the <laughs> bit I really hated about the episode. Yeah, yeah. I think that there are those kind of type of episodes that can really offend people. Um, yeah. Um, like more recent, um, they they did a, a dyspraxia storyline on um on a on a character in, in Doctor Who, and um, people with dyspraxia can get like can get offended by that because they they they, they focus it on a person that riding a bike and and stuff, and people like like with autism everyone experiences it differently and that's the same uh, with dyspraxia although they're two different separate things but um like like and the storyline wasn't fulfilled like it, he couldn't ride a bike and said about that and not much else was done but and before the actor left he could ride a bike in the end but yeah there's just those things can offend people i think yeah 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 yes yeah, so it, it i suppose like Probably when your friend watched that before, because it crashed in the Titanic, crashed into the TARDIS, didn't it? Like, um... Yeah, that, that's it really, because you know, um, like it crashed into the, the actual Titanic, Titanic ship in space crashed into the TARDIS, so that in the way the Titanic, uh, the not the Titanic, the TARDIS, beg your pardon, was kind of like the iceberg in the way. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> it was, um, but it, yeah, that's not the, the kind of episodes that, like. I suppose if you're a survivor of the Titanic, you 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 are going to be deeply offended by it because, like, why would they show that in a show when the Titanic's gone? Um, yeah. But yeah, even though the history episodes are great, like, like they are really deep as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so 
I'm, 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 we might have already said this, but I'm just going to ask: uh, do, do, Does anyone have you have like a standout episode that you'd say that's that's my all-time favorite episode? Those of Saint John. I think that's one of my favorite episodes. One of the, my few favorite episodes because it's like you introduce a new companion, you don't know who she is, and next one is like it is popper and next one, oh great, you're on a plane, gonna go out on a tur- on a up the shard. And so on. It's like he's just a random person. Yeah, that that that, that was quite cool. He, he went on his bike up the shard. Yeah. 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 Like, <clears throat> it, it, it was that was great. Like like with the internet as well. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that's a really good episode. Sure. Um, was that? I think that was in. Was it that in series six? I think. S- Series seven. seven. Oh, I'll say series seven. Yeah. There's like four episodes before Matt left. Yeah, yeah. It, I think that. It, do you think? Do you think because of that? Do you think that they should have just kept Karen and Arthur on till the end of Matt's thing, like like before leaving, because Clara didn't really get a lot. Even though there and then she kept dying, but. Do you think Amy and Rory should have stayed on right to the end? No. I no. mean, I loved mm. Amy and Rory, don't get me wrong, but I think yeah. their death scene was really traumatic. And True. I think that was one of the most brilliant writings about it. And with Clara fitting in, as well as her being the Dalek and then with different lives, to me, that worked. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you, Seth. Yeah, because like with the classic series, um, sometimes the companions would leave in the middle of a series rather than the very end. So it's nice to sort of mix things up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because there were some really good episodes um, within Clara and Matt. Like the, the Rinka Akatem speech was brilliant and and, 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 and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so James, do you have a favourite? Favorite? No, not really. Um more for me as a series rather than episode. Okay. I just prefer um, Matt's second series. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think, what was the plot on that one? It wasn't the silence. It might have been the silence. I think it, it is the silence. Yeah. One. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah because I'm I not think, a fan of his first series, really, that much. Yeah, it was the Pandorica kind of thing, wasn't it, his first one? Yeah. The Pandorica is a cool episode, though. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was nice, like like with the Romans and, and stuff like that. Um, it freaks me out the music that they use when the Roman when the um, river discovers the Romans in that episode. Oh, it freaks me out. I hate it. <laughs> it terrifies me. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. I I did like that. That I, I was petrified of the silence, though. Mm, I don't like. I do like the silence, but they are scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a pretty cool concept, though. Like you don't remember them when you lost up looking at them. Yeah, it's nice they made the episodes in America. Yeah, instead of it always being in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Really clever, really clever. Yeah, yeah. It was most of um, Matt's because I don't think like even though David had an episode in, in the actual episode it was like you remember the Dalek one and it was said it was in New York yeah 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 um 
because that wasn't, <coughs> I believe it, it, it wasn't even in um, New York. It probably wasn't felt. No, it was no. Like, no, 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 no. It was fake. Um, it, it yeah. Was like, like green screen and stuff, which they made yeah. it look, they make those kind of stuff really good, look well. I think it was a practical set more than anything, but it's still, yeah, it wasn't filmed in New York. Yeah. I think uh, when I went to Cordoff a couple of years ago in 2015, me and my dad went to the, at a restaurant next to the diner where they shot the first scene with series six with Matt Smith came out of the diner. No uh, way! So, yes, it's right there in Cordoff in the was it Cordoff Bay area. And I was like, I forgot where exactly, but it was right next door. I was like, I kind of wish I went there, went back to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have all those kind of stuff in Cardiff, like all, yeah, all, all, all the locations. Um, well, the yeah. the, uh, the actual buildings in Cardiff, isn't it? The TV studio. Yeah. Yeah. Everything in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I I did like like we said earlier about the, the library episodes. Like, um, it it uh, I I'm not a big fan of books, but uh, I would like to go see the to the library. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's in Swansea. Is it filmed in an actual library? Um. Yeah. I yeah. All, I thought the whole set was like. CG. Um, no, not uh, always. No. No, no like it, it's quite a corner cool episode, you know, because they'll do one scene somewhere, like, like, like for the let's say example, um, the um, the, the last episode of Amy and Rory, um, the, the Manhattan, the Angels Take Manhattan, like, the, I think the graveyard was in America, and um, some of it was in the UK. So, um, you mm. know the you know that Quee place where. Rory and that got really old in, in, in that place. That that was in England. Um, so it, it, it's really clever how they do that. In yeah. yeah. One place could be many miles away to another place. And it looks all the same. <laughs> yeah. It does. Um, but yeah, um, I think we've like had a really nice conversation, everyone, like about turning autism. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it's been really fun. I'm, I'm going to go around and just ask, it, like, as we said before, like, if you have a quote that you relate to in Doctor Who, if not, uh, maybe a line, if not, um, advice about autism, if you want. Um, you can do both if you like. Um, I'm going to go opposite ways from last time. I'll go start with Mark. I'll start with you. Well, uh, I do have a favourite line from uh, the second Doctor. There are some corners of the universe that have bred the most terrible things, things which act against everything that we believe in. They must be fought. Yeah, yeah. From the episode uh, Moonbase. Moonbase, yeah. Um, well, it was actually called Moonbase. Uh, yeah, that was the uh, episode. It uh, was a, one of the Cybermen episodes with the second Doctor, Patrick Troughton. All right, and, a, and the Cybermen went up to the moon. <laughs> 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 yeah, T said that, Mark. I never knew the Cybermen went to the moon, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, on where the darts go, uh, maybe um, the sun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, thanks, Mark. Is, uh, uh, I, I have heard that quote once before um, because, um, um, yeah, a really good quote. Um, what about you, Sean? Uh, I just see this one from the first episode of Matt Smith. You even cut the bow tie? Yes, I cut the bow tie. Bow ties are cool. Yeah. 
bow ties are pretty cool. Um, I guess you like them as well, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, good, good. great quote. Um, what about you, James? Um, from Chris, the Christmas Carol episode, uh, where Matt Smith goes, in 2,000 years of time, time and space, I've never met someone who's not important. Yeah. It's a good I, think, I mean, I, I think I butchered that, but it's still, yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's pretty good. Like you had the old man who doesn't care, and then you have a doctor who does. So. <laughs> um, there you go. Um, says, what about you? Oh, I'm going to be a cheater and have two, but one's with the Sarah Jane Adventures. And um, the Sarah Jane Adventures was, I've seen many things in space and I've seen many things around me. It's a long monologue, but I can't remember off it by heart, but I know it's the start of the beginning. I feel this relates to me because if you have um, been anywhere, if you have traveled places or you've seen places, then it just kind of relates. And that's a very human quote, I think. And then the Doctor Who one, um, Alonzi, you've got to go with that, <laughs> with the catchphrase with David Tennant, how could you not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Alonzi Alonzo. Yeah. <laughs> Alonzi Alonzo. I sound a bit like Nan from Catherine Tate with that laugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like, uh, yeah, because he he says that the most that Matt Smith, Geronimo, um, yeah. Matt, the top doctor's Clara. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, well, well, lots of great advice, guys, or, or quotes even that you, you guys relate to. Um, and yeah, thanks for sharing. And it's been great all having you back here again and hope you've all enjoyed it. Thanks. Oh, yeah, thanks. thank you so much, Mason. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You. thank you. <laughs>